Hey, what up everybody? Tim Castleman here with another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. It is finally happened, America. The clouds have parted, the heavens have collided, and we have been accepted to the iTunes podcast network. Fake applause. Bravo, bravo. So, what that means for you is, from now on, until the end of time, or the end of this podcast, you can get this podcast downloaded directly to you through iTunes. All I ask that you do is please, of course, give it a listen, and then if you like what you hear, please feel free to go and rate our podcast, that way it tells other people this is amazing. If you don't like what you hear, please feel free to go fuck yourself, and find somebody else that's more boring to listen to. You know, and I gotta admit, like, I was a little nervous submitting this uh, to iTunes and it turns out to be a pretty painless process once you do a few critical things which I'm sure I'll talk about at another time what made me most nervous though is I had sent a few emails off to Steve Jobs not a single one of them was returned and you know in this day and age with a little company like Apple I'm a little surprised that Steve can't take time out of his day to return one simple email from a humble guy here in Lubbock Texas you know and as I'm halfway through that joke I think hmm just got accepted to iTunes maybe just maybe I shouldn't be insulting the dead founder maybe possibly so with that i want to announce hey thank you so much for listening to this podcast on myspace because that's probably the only place it's going to be listed to so as always i thank you guys so much for your time and attention i'm loving all of the amazing feedback that we're getting at the show you guys inspire me to keep putting these out and uh, inspire me to get cirrhosis of the liver which is pretty much what i'm working on i'm actually uh, a special edition of the three drink podcast is going on right Right now because I have the ultimate first world problem. You see, my wife is going off to a concert with one of her friends today, so I was like, oh, okay, this is a perfect time. I'll just start drinking, and they'll leave, and then I can do the podcast. Well, I don't know if you've ever been with a girl in your life, right, but they're notoriously late, and my wife's friend was no exception. So my two drinks turned into three, which now turns into almost four, which turns into blackout drunk probably in less than 30 minutes, so we should probably get started. And I'm actually doing one other thing besides drinking more. I'm actually doing something else, and that is I'm doing this podcast early. That's right, through the magic of recorded VCR to 8-track to CD to Laserdisc to 4K connection, I'm actually recording this podcast a few days early, and there's a very good reason I am recording it early, and that is by the time that you're listening to this, I'll already be on vacation mode on my way to Cancun, Mexico, where I hope to be abducted and sold into slavery for a record low wage. Because let's be honest, one, gringo, two, belly, three, my ideal of physical activity is like writing a check for someone to mow my lawn. So I don't exactly think I'm going to go so great on the old black market down there, right? Maybe they'll trade me for like a dime bag, who knows? But I wanted to bring up Mexico for two reasons. The first, obviously, to rub it in your face. I'm going to Mexico. You're not. I mean, you're invited. They'll allow anyone in because apparently they allow anybody over here, right? Um, And the second thing is to talk about today's topic, which is this. Stop being so fucking boring. There you go. That's it. That's all. I'm done. Thank you. Podcast over. No, really. Today I want to talk to you about being boring. And how you should do everything within your power 
to stop being boring. Whether it becomes your videos, whether it becomes your emails, whether it becomes things like the Two Drink Tim podcast, you have to go out of your way to be exciting in this day and age. And there's a lot of reasons why. The first reason is this. We are overstimulated to the 10th degree in this world. And only things that stand out from the normal really appeal to us. As I'm recording this podcast in my office, I'm looking at two dual screen monitors that have approximately 170 million tabs open on Chrome. I've got my iPad mini, right? I've got my phone here. I've got several other computers within reach. Well, what does that tell me? One, it means that my focus is just at an all-time low and my attention span is even faster than that. So in this day and age, if you want to stand out, you have to stop being boring in your marketing and in your life, okay? Now, I'm not coming to you from on high saying I've always been exciting. Let me tell you, back in high school, I was a chick getter. And by chick getter, I mean I couldn't even get laid by myself. Even my hand was like, you know, I like you, but I consider us more like friends, and you're kind of like a brother to me. By the way, fellas, quick little tip. Ladies, close your ears, right? Fellas, quick little tip. If you ever get the whole, hey, I, I, I consider you like a friend or like a brother. Like I use this on the brother one. So a girl would come to me and she'd say, oh, you know, Tim, that's so sweet that you think of me like that. But I don't think you like that. I consider you like a brother. Here's what you hit them with, okay? You say, well, I hope you're into incest because I really want to have sex with my sister. And if that doesn't work, well, the relationship was probably doomed to be begin with. Okay, so let's go back to being boring and boring me. I was definitely boring for the majority of my adolescent and the beginning of my adult life. I remember literally having this lame-ass conversation with myself because God knows no one else would talk to me. Back in 2008, I remember getting up one day and I had like some rubber-soled, like uh, deer skin slip-on shoes that I got at Walmart for like seven cents, I'm sure. I had like uh, gray sweatpants on and a, like a black or gray hoodie. I think it was black because, you know, when you've given up on your life, why do you need to match anymore, right? So I remember having this conversation, like I got dressed and then I sat there and I was proud of myself. I was like, hey, Tim, look at you. You got dressed with no effort, Right? I can't believe it. You slipped on your shoes, you put sweatpants on, you put a hoodie on, and you wonder why you're single, right? You wonder why Halle Berry has that restraining order against you, right? And Kim Kardashian won't return your calls. The reason she won't return my calls, by the way, she doesn't know how to use a phone because she's fucking stupid. That's why. Okay. So it dawned on me, right? Uh, in, in between one of my hour and a half long lovemaking sessions, also known as a shower, right, that maybe, just maybe, I might want to change my sad and pathetic existence into something a little more interesting. So here's what I did. Here's what I recommend you do. The first thing I did was I said, well, what's something that I've always been interested in? And for some sick and twisted reason, I've always been interested in puppeteering. No, no, I'm kidding. That, those, those people really are losers, right? Um, I, I was interested in hypnosis. So I bought a course on eBay because that's where you get the best medical instruction. In fact, I, I, I don't want to say this is fact. It could or could not be fact. I definitely don't want you to accept it as fact, even though it probably is, but I hear my good friend Ben Atkins, that's where he's got his chiropractor degree, yep, sending three monthly payments to the old eBay University, bam, full licensed doctor. All right, so now that I've pissed off that friend, let me get back to the story. 
So I bought a couple courses on stage hypnosis on eBay, and I thought, man, this is really cool. Let me just totally tell someone, hey, would you mind me doing a stage hypnosis show for you? And I did. They accepted, and they paid me money. So I got to come out like on a Thursday night and entertain, uh, entertain or entertain, depending on how many drinks you've had, right, a professional hockey team. And it was amazing, and it was awesome, and it went perfect. I had rehearsed so much for this gig by watching other hypnotists that I actually used another guy's bit but i said it with the name of the guy that was on the tape that's how much i had rehearsed and watched other people to become successful right remember back to the whole learn do teach well i learned it i was doing it and eventually maybe one day i'll teach it but what happened was i got a lot of notoriety from doing that one gig so other uh, businesses, other teams started calling me. More importantly, I got introduced to different social circuits, right? I was able to go to some team meetings. I'm actually still really good friends with one of the hockey players at that time. We had a blast. So not only did being interesting get my foot in the door with this team that I loved and adored and wanted to be, you know, a super fan on, but it also got me into other people's lives and conversation. And from there, craziness and shenanigans ensued. So what I would tell you is go out there and find something that you're interested in and tell other people about it. And it doesn't have to be huge, okay? For instance, I'm going to Mexico. I told you about it on the podcast. God knows I'll be posting about a million and a half photos between now and the time I get back from Mexico because you've never seen a drink in an umbrella. You've never seen someone's feet covered in sand. You've never seen sushi. You've never seen a customs agent. All of that crazy crap. Now, why do I do that? One, to create a memory for me, but two, to help other people experience the life that they want. Henry Thoreau said people leave quiet lives of desperation. And I truly, truly believe that. You know, there's the whole midlife crisis at 30, right? And, and different things like that. People are silently screaming to get out of the life that they have. Think about this for a moment. The majority of lives probably go like this. They get up, they get the kids ready, they drive a ridiculous amount of time to get into work, they work at a job they hate, they go home, they have dinner, maybe if they're lucky they catch a show, they put the kids to bed, once a month they have sex with their significant other, then they take a shower, right, then they cry themselves to sleep, and they repeat that process 365 days a year. If I had to repeat that process 365 days a year for the rest of my life, I would off myself. Seriously. How many times, think about it in your life. How many times have you ever been like, this is it? Like, this is what I waited to be a kid and I couldn't wait to become an adult for this so I could pay the water bill and the electric bill and maybe go out for two for one drinks on Friday night as my hair thins and my belly grows Right, my my significant other, you know, is like, oh, what? Uh, when did you decide to stop wearing makeup? And when did you think that Spanx was acceptable everywhere? And exactly when did you want to start rubbing our bellies together? Sadly, unfortunately, that's a majority of the people's lives out there. So by you interjecting some personality, uh, you know, telling them about things that you're doing, they get to vicariously live through you. And here's the other cool thing, and of course you should talk to a tax professional because I'm a complete and utter moron and you should never take anything I say for, grand, for, for face value, right? 
But a lot of times, those can be write-offs. I got a friend, Don Wilson. Hey, Don, and hello, the IRS, who's now listening to Donald Wilson, who lives in Wichita Falls, Kansas, and can be reached at. Kidding. Not going to put your number out there, Don. Um, I mean, if you want his number, gay sex lines. All I'm saying, don't go there. They're not there. Do not look for them. He spent hours. Okay. Um, Don goes all over the world. This guy's a huge Facebook expert, but what he's known for, besides giving crushing value to his products and over and over and over, what he's really known for is traveling all over the world. Him and his girlfriend, every time I talk to him or every time I see a Facebook update, it's like, oh, I'm in Wichita, I'm in New York, I'm in the Bahamas, I'm somewhere that you wish you could be. And people love him because of that. And because of his lifestyle... People are attracted to him. There's another guy. I actually just found out about this guy. Don't ask me how. It might or might not have been a drunken night of QFC uh, or QVC, QFC. Yeah, quality fighting championship. It's We basically make the purses fight. Okay, so uh, I, was, I was surfing the net, and there's this guy, and I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong and fuck him. He's like a billionaire, so I'm sure he doesn't really care, but it's Dan Blitzerian, I believe is how you say it. But this guy's a professional poker player, um, according to his Instagram and Facebook profile. This guy's got over a, over a half a million people following him, and all this guy does is play cards for a living, and his big claim to fame is he made $50 million. Now, I followed him for, ever since I found out about him, so it's been about two weeks. Do you know how many card photos he's posted in two weeks? None. Why? Because playing cards is boring, right? So what does he post? He posts photos of his guns, his cats, going on a private jet, a mansion, some outrageously hot women, and large quantities of them. Why does he do that? Because that's what his male-driven, young, adolescent, teenage audience once, right? Holy crap, maybe I can be like him. Maybe one day I could be like him. Maybe I could make enough money to have like a double wide, right? The the smallest, fattest chick from the Piggly Wiggly come over and my one-eyed retarded cat. Apologies to all the one-eyed retarded cats out there. People live quiet lives of desperation, so they live through other people. Why do you think romance novels are so hot? Why do you think TV in general is hot, right? Why do you think sports is so hot? Look at me, right? I, I don't have an athletic bone in my body because if I did, I probably would have either eaten it or broken it by now. But I love the UFC. I love hockey. I love the NFL. Sports I could never in my life actually play, so therefore I get to live through those players, those teams, those whatever. I'm not the only one that does it. You're not the only one that does it. Everybody and their mother does it, right? Think about Facebook if you're on Facebook. I actually read a story the other day, right? It had a lot of pictures. That's why I read it. But it was talking about how Facebook is actually considered in the mental health community to be detrimental to patients' health and well-being. Here's why. Nobody on Facebook has a bad day unless all of your friends on Facebook have a bad day, in which case you need to get rid of those dumpster fires and upgrade your life a little. But a majority of Facebook is all what I would like to affectionately term in the biblical sense, dick measuring, right? It's all about, look, my dick is this big. How big is your dick? Especially if you're in the marketing community. Holy shit. Like, I swear, if we could figure out how to remove that bottom rib and suck our own dicks, we would figure that shit out in a heartbeat and it would be done. 
Because that's all Facebook is to marketers, right? It's like, look at me. I'm so awesome. Look at this thing I did. Do you want some more information? PM me for more information. You want to see how I made this $2? PM me for this information to learn how to sell this $2 coaching program. All right? So, again, quiet lives of desperation. Stop being boring. Go on vacation. I took a trip to China two years ago. We got kidnapped in the middle of the, chi- of the trip by some legitimate Chinese gangsters who I'm not going to talk about in case iTunes has a China division. But I told that freaking story uh, before on stage. I've told that to private. I've told it to mastermind. And people come up to me all the time. And they're like, dude, did you really get kidnapped in China? It was memorable. It stood out. Early in my IM career, I thought, you know what would be a great idea? Let me shoot a pissing video. All right? I was like, R. Kelly did it. Why can't the white man get in on this? So I shot this pissing video, which was me at a urinal simulating urination, and I was giving some business tips. I have no idea what I was doing. But to this day, and that, that video now has probably got to be three, maybe even four years old, I still get people that come up to me at conferences when I'm speaking or attending and go, dude, I loved your pissing video. And I'm like, what, did you break into my phone? Like, I told my wife that would stay private. And, you know, that just goes to show you the power of viral marketing and the power of standing out, that someone could remember something four years from when it occurred long after you yourself have forgotten. So vacation is one. Two is where do you work? Okay, I have a home office. That's where I'm recording the podcast right now. But a lot of times I work out of coffee shops or I work out of a cigar lounge. Now, I could go get office space, right? I could get an office space and a receptionist and multi-lines and a, a joint break room and, you know, his and her shower and maybe one of those little water fountain things. But why the hell would I want to do that if I've spent my entire adult life wanting to get away from that? That sounds pretty freaking foolish. So instead, I work out of a cigar lounge. So when I tweet out or I Facebook a photo or I write an email and I reference that, subconsciously people are thinking, I want to work out of a cigar lounge. I want to smell like an ashtray and low expectations by the end of the night. Like I want to have a gut measuring contest. I'm pretty sure I'd win. Why do I do that? One, I enjoy working there. Two, it separates me from the audience, right? Oh, hey, you know, XYZ guy's got a staff of 50 people and he works out in an office all day. You know what that sounds like? The job I just fucking quit. Why would I want to do that? Oh, or you could follow Tim Castleman. He's got a, a small staff, still does a respectable six figures a year, and he works out of a cigar lounge. Suck it, Obama, right? Just like that, right? No offense to the president or anybody out there named Obama. So I work out of a cigar bar and I work out of a lounge. I take photos of all of this, which is a huge thing, which we'll talk about when it comes to documentation. Okay? The other thing is this. What, where do you do what you do? Uh, Eric Stafford said this one time at an event. I loved it so much I've stolen it from him. Was He loves watching Internet Marketers video, and they're like, hey, my name is you know XYZ you know, Dick Measure Guy, and uh, you know I want to tell you about this million-dollar discovery that I had. And it looks like they're like in, Al- in an Al-Qaeda headquarters somewhere where they're being interrogated. There's like a pot light ahead. Right? There's a cat in the background. One of their kids comes running through. The wife is doing laundry in the background. And it's like, dude, if you live the Internet marketing lifestyle, then why aren't you living the Internet marketing lifestyle? Why are you shooting a video from your dungeon when you're trying to teach me about freedom? Okay? Why not go out, go on vacation? I've done this before. Go on vacation, spend the day, the first day that you're there, shooting work videos. Guess what? 
Do you think my message is going to have a bigger impact talking about my freedom and lifestyle business from the shores of Tahiti or from the inner bi-coastal right, drug tunnels of Lubbock, Texas? You do the math. Okay. Now I mentioned document. You got to document all this stuff. Now, listen, I'll be honest with you. I love doing this podcast. I love getting on stage. I love doing all that stuff, but self-promotion really bugs me to a large degree. Cause to me, like I said, it's a dick measuring contest. Like, Oh, I made 500,000. Oh, I made a million. I made 2 million. Hey, we're both on our third divorce and second heart attack. Yay. Loneliness. That doesn't sound fun, right? But you've got to tell your own story because nobody else is going to tell it for you. And more importantly than that is making sure that you control the message that comes out. This is not the best time for a drink based on the story I'm about to tell you, but it's where we're going to take one anyway. Mm. Ah, tastes like regret. All right. So... I do the Two Drink Tim podcast. I will be honest with you and say one of my bigger fears about this podcast is that I'm going to go to a live event and someone's going to be like, there's that raging alcoholic Tim Castleman that just drinks and swears profanity and talks about Steve Jobs and doesn't he know Steve has been dead for two years, that ignorant mother, right? That's a, that's a big worry of mine. So I guess I should state publicly that I only drink when I do this podcast. And typically, it's the only time I drink during the week. Early in my career, when I worked at a cigar lounge, I would shoot videos, right? And I'd have a a bottle of scotch and a cigar just to set the tone and the mood, right? Hey, Tim's having a cigar. He's having a drink. He's relaxing. I'd love to be like him. What happened was people started thinking that I was an alcoholic and that I had to drink all the time. And occasionally I'd show up on a webinar and I'd have a drink because some of those webinars suck so bad the only way I was getting through was drinking them. And people would be like, what are you drinking tonight? And when it switched from booze to like Diet Coke, people were like, well, what's wrong? Are you sick? Are you okay? And I remember remember when I got woken up to this was I was meeting a business client at an event. And she said to me, in a private message on Facebook, um, she said, hey, try to stay sober long enough for us to meet. What was funny was I hadn't had a drink in over a year. Not because I was part of some 12-step program because I'm not a quitter, but because I just didn't want to. But that was still the inclination. Despite all my business talents and acronyms and how awesome I was and how humongous my penis is and how great of a lover I am, right, and a father to my yet-to-be-born children, people still remembered, hey, I remember you used to drink all the time on webinars and these videos. So if you don't control the conversation for your target audience, they're going to control it for you. Quick way to do that, think of the five things you want people to know about you. Put them out there as much as possible. Repeat them. Bang them like they are a cheap drum that you sell on Amazon due to the amazing selling machine platform. Right? That's what you got to do. Ding, ding, ding. Now, that's what you got to do. Let's talk about what you don't need to do. Okay? Number one, you don't need to be a douche. Okay, there is a thin line between contributor to human well-being in society and human piece of shit slash spam. Nobody likes a one-way conversation, right? Imagine, right? Just imagine this. For some of you, you're going to really have to work hard on this. Imagine that there is a significant other in your life and you're in bed, right? And you're like, oh, baby, I just can't wait for this to happen. Right? I think it's going to be amazing. Then you reach down, you slowly remove the undergarments. Right? Am I the only one, by the way, that's got the light shut off and a candle going right now? Just me? Okay. 
but don't ruin the moment, right? And she's like, oh, baby, tell me about your day. And you're like, my name is Tim Castleman. Would you like to see how I made $64,000 in 30 days with no list, no hope, no talent, no experience, no money? I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I owe everybody, and I can't even afford a home loan. PM me now for more details. And she'd be like, well, um, okay, well, how are the kids? Let me tell you about how great and awesome I am as a father. Blah. Nobody likes a one-sided conversation, and nobody likes someone that's just all about them. We've all been at parties or gatherings or online where you're like, this person is an asshole, and it's just because it's all about them. Now, the most critical thing you have to remember is your audience. What does your target audience want? In internet marketing, they want to work less, make more. They want to quit their shitty job. They want to be able to have a nice meal without worrying about who's going to pay for it, right? Maybe they want to make some financial upgrades, pay for some past mistakes, whatever it is. So obviously, if you're interested about make money, make money, make money, and I'm like, let me tell you about Rembrandt and the amazing things that he created. You'd be like, yeah, that's great, but it's not what I want. So I'm going to unsubscribe, or I'm going to stop following, or I'm going to unfriend, or I'm going to detweet, or whatever the hell you do these days to show your your passive-aggressive disapproval. It's like, oh, yeah? You know what, Tim? You said that joke about Jesus. I don't like you. I'm going to click unsubscribe to this totally random service that you have no way to know about. You can do that. Okay, but you have to remember what your target audience wants and also what they need. The other thing is make it a two-sided conversation. Interact with people. I respond to most of my emails personally unless it's like a, hey, um, I need a download link or something like that. Then I'll have Paula do that. But if someone emails me personally, most of the time, I'm saying most of the time because I'm not going to respond to one guy and he's going to be a douche and flame me on Twitter with him and his four friends, right? Most of the time I try to respond personally to that. It's important to have a two-way street and a two-way conversation. Always have that position of leader and they're someone that you should aspire, they should aspire to or the ladder of ascension, which we'll talk about in another podcast. But ultimately, you want to be that cool and approachable guy. The guys that make me laugh and make me the most proud of us are the guys that go, hey, Tim, listen, I really can't wait to meet you at this event, and we can have a drink together. right? A lot of guys are like, I want to get you two drinks, and then we'll record a podcast together. That may or may not happen. But still, it's a th- to think enough of me that we could be cool enough okay, to do stuff together on a one-on-one situation. One more thing um, that I want to point out before I kind of wrap everything up um, and give you my best advice is going back to the exciting things. So vacation, where you work, what you do. If you do exciting stuff besides vacation, tell people about that. I follow bands. Some would call it stalking, depending on what what territory they were in. Territory being like 18, the the War of 1812 days. I, I don't know. I guess we call them states now. That happened last week. I'm just trying to adjust to it. Thank you. Okay? But what you do, so I follow these bands. So when I go hang with these bands, I try to get photos. I try to tweet about it. I try to Facebook about it. Again, because it's something that, one, I want a memory of, but two, other people are like, holy crap, Tim got to meet Honey Honey, or he got to meet Folk Family Revival or he got to meet uh, the Illumineers, or he liked to go backstage with Blues Travel, or he got to XYZ. Those are all things that other people aspire to. I call them fish hooks. Put as many fish hooks out in the ocean as you can. If you're a dad, put that fish hook out there. If you like to smoke cigars, put that fish hook. If you, you know, like to CrossFit, or you're a vegan, right? My whole thing is this. If you're a vegan and you CrossFit, which one do you annoy the fuck out of everybody else with first? 
Do you tell them about how you don't, meet, eat, you don't eat meat and it's inhumane? Or do you tell them about the 30-second workout that you had today that made you puke and shit yourself at the same time, but you're at your personal backs and you think it's amazing? Somebody told me this, and it's on the internet, so it must be true, but apparently the founder of CrossFit's like some 300-pound guy whose idea of a morning workout is tying his own shoes and not having a heart attack. I don't know if that's true. Someone that has access to the internet that may want to reach out to me, feel free to contact me. Contact Castleman at gmail.com. Send me your links. Vegans, CrossFitters, I know you guys would love to email me as well, but you're too busy either being vegan or CrossFitter to do so. So thank you very much. The whole point is... Be exciting. Go on vacation. Tell people about it. Work in different places. Show your work while you're doing that. Do exciting, fun things. Stop being boring. And be exciting in your emails. Be exciting in your videos. Remember, people live quiet lives of desperation, and they're looking for anything to entertain and get them out of it. And if you are living the life they want to, then they will pay you to live the life you want to. That's a writer downer. Okay, if you're living the life that they want to, they will pay you for you to live your life. It's like, well, you know, I'm never going to be a musician, but I can sponsor these guys for 500 bucks and I can live through them and maybe I can meet them and I can hang out and I can have a fun and exciting experience. So we talked about don't being a douche and remember your audience and don't become human span. Let me tell you where I think the marketplace is going. And what I have done within the past year that has been incredibly therapeutic and beneficial. And that is, I've just decided to say, I'm just going to be me, right? This podcast is not for everyone. If you've listened this far, you're a true and dedicated listener, and I greatly appreciate it. Sadly, the mediocre majority probably won't be catching on to this podcast because it's offensive, and it talks about Jesus, and it drinks, and he swears, and last week he had marijuana on, and how do you even have marijuana on as a special guest, right? But it's me, and I've always had this belief that I want to be the same guy on stage, maybe with just a little bit more energy and a little more amped up, as I am at the bar. Because we've all been there where you like, you know, it's it's like my wife. She's going to this concert tonight, and it's a Christian group, and that's awesome. That's her thing, and if that's your thing, that's awesome too. Okay, But I've actually known a few of the Christian artists, and let me tell you something. Behind closed doors, they're sinning like the rest of us. Okay, In fact, they're the ones I normally go to get my advice. I'm like, hey, how do you, what's, what's a Dutch rudder? Can you explain that to Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. And you have 125 videos of it. Oh, okay, great. So what I would tell you to do is to be human. Okay, have your superpowers, which are things that you normally accomplish on a regular basis that makes people go, wow, that's awesome. I can't believe you can do that. But also be human. If you're my Facebook friend, right, I, uh, I post about my wife, I post about our dogs, I post about last night I, I lost some money at poker, right, I post about that. I'm human, I'm real, because that's what people want to relate to. Nobody likes... The person that's always having a great day, you know, who's like, well, you know, my house burned down today and my wife left me and my kids found out that I'm not their actual biological father and I just got laid off and this guy's carjacking me right now, but be blessed, right? Follow the pleasure, as my friend Rachel says. People want people that are human. And it's okay to show your flaws in one area while still showing your strengths in another. 
because it makes you more human, it makes you more personable, and it makes you more believable. And people believe they can obtain that status versus someone that has a perfect life, perfect marriage, perfect kids, perfect business, so on and so forth. So remember, above all, stop being so fucking boring. Go out and learn exciting things. If you don't have anything, pick something. Be like, man, it'd be really awesome if I became a UFC fighter. Go try and do that. People will love you for the attempt. You don't have to succeed. And relating to that, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be big for you to be big, okay? It doesn't have to be big for you to be big. I'm sure that's good English, right? No fifth drink for Tim Castleman, apparently. What I mean by that is in this day and age, action equals accomplishment. I'll finish off with a story that's 100% true. About uh, six months ago, my buddy Colin Ontario, Colin, thanks for listening, by the way, um, said, hey, you need to start doing this business journal. Every day you need to sit down with your thoughts and write them out. So I started doing that. To hold myself accountable, I take a daily photo of it. And I post it on Facebook and, you know, I throw it through some Instagram filters so it doesn't look like I'm in a piece of shit coffee shop writing while all these homeless people look at me, which I may or may not be doing, right? Every day I'd post it, post it, post it. About week two, I started getting emails. By week three, I got people calling me. By week four, every time I'd post, I'd get four or five people reaching out to me. Tim, what are you doing? What are you working on? What's going on? Man, that looks really exciting. You know what? I'm, I'm inspired by your dedication. I can't believe you're doing this. This is so revolutionary. I had good friends of mine that, that were texting me going, dude, I can't stand it anymore. What the fuck are you writing in that journal every single day? And if they knew the truth, they'd probably be underwhelmed. But here's the deal. The mere fact that I was willing to do something continuously for a set amount of time was amazing and revolutionary enough to people that they went out of their way to contact, comment, interact, and respect me as a result. All because I had the ability to stop my day for a predetermined amount of time and write long form into a journal. So as long as you can do that, ladies and gentlemen, then you can stop being boring and you can stand out from everybody else. And with that, we're going to bring the Two Drink Tim podcast to a close. I'm going to ask you again to download, review, tell your mama, tell your wife, tell everybody that the Two Drink Tim podcast is coming for them. Recommend that they download it. Uh, place this on as many church websites as possible. And uh, as always, I appreciate your time and attention. If you have any feedback, please feel free to reach out to me at contacttimcastleman at gmail.com. Same thing with questions. I love answering viewer questions. We had that one a few weeks ago. None sense. I think we might have scared the viewers off. So with that, have a great time. Have a kick-ass week, and I'll look forward to talking to you when I get back from Mexico.